what you need to do is put your phone down and do something else, I think, like, because mm -hmm. then you start living a reactive life. The more people I knew in real estate, the better off my business was. 24 goals get missed because you're barely starting to work on 2024, halfway through 2024. They're scared to not, like, I'm gonna say something, people are not gonna like, they're not gonna like me. My signs are up and people have came up to me and be like, what makes you wanna run? I'm like, uh, this would be my second term. Build up a business, have a business, and then kind of get into the politics so you can understand like what's actually gonna affect what. Sometimes you're probably just afraid to say something. So, so what are some of the things why they should vote for you? Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the Totem Podcast, where an act rebellion is to question. Today, we got a very special guest for you. Uh, like I always like to do, I'm doing my research, and as I'm doing my research on 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 him, you know, it's it's a very impressive one. I think he should do a little bit, maybe more speaking on it. I think it's it's great. I think we need more people like this in the community. But Brian Hurdiales, welcome. No, thanks, guys. It's nice meeting you guys. I uh, I've known your dad. I know your grandparents. I think my dad sold your grandparents' homes when he first started selling. So, yeah. But we, we were talking about, you did some research and you didn't know that. I was just saying that I should probably talk about it more, but I really don't. For instance, like I'm running for re-election for city council and uh, my signs are up and people came up to me like, what makes you want to run? I'm like, uh, this would be my second term. And I was like, they're like, oh, I didn't know you were in city council. So people don't even know that, that you are, are yeah, that you're people, already in Yeah, people in didn't council. even know. And I was like, it's not like I go around introducing myself like Brian mm -hmm. Rudell is councilman. Councilman. So, you know councilman I mean? <laughs> yeah, this. that's councilman exactly. for you, all right? <laughs> so I was just like sitting there, I was like, hmm, maybe I, I don't know. But it, that was kind of, kind of eye-opening. Like, maybe that's just how people just don't pay attention to like the local um, municipal politics, like what's going on. So I don't know, and maybe it's partially my fault as well. So yeah. Well, when that person asked you, so so what are some of the things why they should vote for you? You know, when I ran for like four years ago, when I put on my petition, I was going against the incumbent, and literally probably like three days before it went to the uh, to the vote, or not to the vote, but to to the county clerk or whoever does it when they put your names on the ballot, mm -hmm. he dropped out. So I ran, basically it was unopposed. Mm. So I didn't have to buy signs. It was, it was kind of cool, it was stress-free. And um, I really didn't know what I was getting into other than, you could say I was, like, I was involved with like um, Colorado Association of Realtors, Government Affairs. I was a liain, um, lobbyist liaison to uh, Senator Gardner, Congresswoman, he was also in Congress. And I just feel like it was a good thing just to get my feet wet here. And so that's why I put my name in there and, I learned a lot. And um, the reason I want to run again is I feel like it's a four-year term. It takes you two years to kind of like to get any traction and to kind of figure it out. You kind of just sit there on your hands. Um, you read stuff but when it's you – sometimes you're probably just afraid to say something, you know, because you're like – I sit next to the mayor, Ron Shaver, who had been on like two terms of council as a councilman. He was on the second term as mayor. He worked for the city for like 30 years. Like, I was envious of this guy. Like, he knew so much about the city. And compared to what I knew, I, I, I didn't know anything going in. So by the time you get into it, you're up for re-election again, you know. And this time I got somebody running against me. So it takes a lot of time putting out the signs and doing all that kind of stuff. And it's stressful, you know, thinking like, well, maybe I won't win. 
But what I want to come back is I feel like there's a lot of things to finish, like that we've started um, in terms of I kind of wrote in on everybody's coattails on the, the field house that opened up when I was in there. And I'd like to get that open a little bit more. I know I think it doesn't open until noon on the weekends. Kind of get those hours going. I know there's like an ad hoc committee that I'm sitting on for the swimming pool, possibly indoor pool coming in because the pool down in Riverside, it's, you know, we're putting a lot of Band-Aids on that thing and they're not cheap Band-Aids. You know, when I first got in there, I think the boiler broke. The pool furthest to the west was leaking. So it was kind of like what came first, the chicken or egg, like, did the boiler break because it was leaking so much and it was trying to keep up with the heat or like nobody yeah. knew, yeah. you know? <laughs> so, but before we get going a little bit more, mm-hmm. guys, remember we're on all the podcast streaming platforms, YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, everything. Make sure to click subscribe, smash that thumbs up button, especially if you like today's guest and the topics we're about to dive in a little bit more today. Um, but yeah, so you're, so well, like, what made you kind of get into, uh, like, I guess the, the politics? of uh, city council um kind of like i said i just i was more involved so this was like my 20th year in real estate when i got involved i was set on was called lpc for the colorado association of realtors and i was also the president of the morgan county board of realtors at the time and then my buddy Corey, who him and i went to school together at csu he won the house in dc and then the state called me a car and they're like, hey, do you want to be his FPC? I'm like, what's an FPC? You know, so they're like, basically, when there's a house bill or this and we need somebody to talk to Corey, you give him a call. But at the national level, we already have all of our lobbyists, but they're just like, this gives it like, so like you guys are buddies or you guys went to school with somebody. Sometimes I can talk a little bit more freely with those guys. Okay. Um, so that really sparked an interest with me. When I went into that, that was 08. The market just crashed. Obama was like the president. They like sat us in a room and they just told us like all these things are on the chopping block. And it was scary to see like what was going on with everything. So you got like the behind the scenes kind of view on what was going on. Mm -hmm. You know, they talked about getting rid of like 30 year terms. Like I think the United States is one of the only places that has a 30 year amortization on a house. Really? All these different things they talked about getting rid of. And they kind of just sat there and talk to my dad later and he's like how's it going i'm like i don't know do we still want to sell real estate after this man this is gonna get crazy but um these conversations were like before the whole crash in 08 or after after okay so i flew out say like in 08 this like say they're going on in 08 yeah i flew out there and they just sat us and there's other fpcs so there's like an fpc for every congressman an fpc for every senator so they kind of just sat us in a room some some represent them some the republicans and Everybody's got to take a different angle because everybody's um, congressman, congresswoman, et cetera, is like has a different angle on it. Mm-hmm. So you got to talk to them from different angles. Okay. So like sometimes I'd go in Corey and they'd be like, hey, will you sit in with this guy and talk with him? Like I'd go into like with um, one of the guys from Utah and talk to their senator with him. So it was pretty cool. But what I, basically getting back to that is that LP. So then I went on to become uh, – government affairs vp for the colorado association of realtors and uh, we also had lobbyists already for the state i'd work with them and we would house bills that affect real estate senate bills that affect real estate in terms of like at the state level 
Um, we sat in in that. Always talk about like all the different things coming up for rentals. Like it's changed. It's crazy. And um, and then I was out of it. And then this kind of came up, and I was like, I think I'm gonna do it, and I put my name in. So just to see how it would go. But that's that's great. What, what, one thing that's I, I I love, and I think is really interesting that a lot of people I think just kind of skim over, is the thing like. People that are like, I guess you could say, like, they have a seat that are kind of like in power, you could mm-hmm. say, that they actually have like a business or something like you. You've you've gone through the business, so you you see the business side aspects of it instead mm-hmm. of someone that's just kind of always just in there doing a decision. Because say if you pass X Y Z law, you know how that's going to affect business owners or whatever because you know because you're a business owner. Exactly. So and and I think it's, I don't think it's. People don't pay attention to that, but they should because you're like... That's like the, I, the proper way that it should be done. Like people getting into politics, like especially if like with business-related stuff, like build up a business, have a business, and then kind of get into the politics so you can under understand like what's actually going to affect what instead of people yeah. just like being a career politician or whatever. And then just... Like they might understand like some things, but they... <clears throat> excuse me. Um, but I don't feel like they would know as much as, like, an actual business person would know. Or, like, a, a person who actually has, like, their own business. Yeah. It de- there's, it, there's more skin in the game for them. It definitely makes a business or a difference, like, basically kind of, like, boots on the ground. It's what I do every day, and you kind of see how it affects me. But the thing also that's, you know, we got people on the western slope. It affects them different. I feel like current situation, everything that's happening in Denver in the front range because they have the biggest, more population, you know, they tend to be a little bit more blue and the rules that they're passing, then one of the things I brought up for as a council that we need to start watching is because a lot of these House bills or Senate bills that they're passing at the state level are affecting us. You know, it's not, they don't, they're not trying to give us the opportunity to be like, okay, here's a bill. Do you guys want to adopt it as in Fort Morgan? They're just like, nope. It's, you know, we're putting this on you. Yeah, it's like a one size fits all and that's not our state. Just so you know, we're going to put this bill in for you guys. Exactly. One of them was like, I think it was like SB 23, like 2303 or something saying like, so we have city codes, like say these streets all over here are R1, which is like single family residence. They wanted to come and say, we're going to tell you what we're going to zone it. And then your neighbor can just start putting up an apartment in the backyard if he wants, or he can turn his single car garage into an apartment or another house or this and that, you know? Yeah. So, and, and that's, that's not cool. Or it'd be the same thing where you guys are at. You're, you're in Wiggins, I believe, right? Yeah. So yeah, like where you're at, it's R1. Then all of a sudden, you know, somebody's throwing in a tough shed and running some electrical to it and renting it out. Yeah. Uh-huh. So just things like that are happening at the state level. I don't think a lot of people realize and it, it trickles down and, and get you because all of a sudden you're just like, when this happened, why'd you pass this? Like, I didn't pass it. We're trying to stop it. Yeah, that's usually how it happens. And we see it a lot with business because we do a lot of stuff in, like the Denver areas up there. Mm-hmm. And like just on the marketing side, people are like, oh, no, this isn't this. Is, it's not going to do anything, you know, and it takes a couple years for that to affect here. And yeah. people don't see us like the trickle down. It takes a, a little bit for them to actually get uh, be affected over here. I have a question for like on the I guess the political stuff for like city council and stuff. Is there like political parties in it? I, no, I haven't seen it like as far as like blue and red. 
Um, I can say I'm a registered Republican and uh, kind of go by those as far as like business-wise, conservative, you know, like walk, watching out for business, small business owners, um, privatization, that kind of stuff. Uh, there has been some things that I've come across that don't feel very Republican, you know, that didn't get passed. I can tell you that, but I haven't really seen like a red card and blue card played like at the state level or the national level. But you can kind of tell where like people are. You can kind of probably tell now, like when you're in the room, just like the conversation it had, like they lean a little bit more blue, a little more red. Yeah, exactly. When you can kind of see like when you get when we get our agendas and you look at that and you're like, hmm, what's this about? You know, so and then we've been fortunate that, you know, I think we got a good crew up there and. If, if something like one came across and we, we didn't vote it through. Um, sometimes we don't always get the vote, but I, I like to say that I don't always just go with the green. The one of the things that I learned is that I remember I was walking out of the grocery store and this certain guy stopped me and he's like, you know, I appreciate that you do not always vote green. You, you know, you'll vote red. And he's like, because if you guys just sit up there all day and agree with each other, what's the point of having you, you know? And that kind of like opened my eyes a little bit more. I'm like, well, I'm, I'm glad I did what I did because when you walk out of there, you're like, did I do the right thing? Like, was that right? And then somebody will say something like that to you and it really, you know, it, it, I don't know if it's like a confidence boost or something, but it makes you think like, okay, good. I'm glad somebody's watching. And, you know, maybe I didn't win that one, but at least I, I voted what I thought was, was right. That makes sense. That's that's yeah. pretty good. Though. I feel like that should be more of like the standard in like politics, not just like because you're red or you're blue, you're voting with red or blue, mm-hmm. but actually like looking at what's on the table and seeing what you think would actually be best. Right. Like not just because you're red, you're always going to vote red. Yeah. Like you can vote green, you can vote, you can vote blue or whatever. It doesn't just have to be one like party versus party. It should be like issue versus issue. Like what's actually right for people. Exactly. It's it's kind of like even we see, I see this sometimes on like I said sometimes we'll vote things down that people want to pass and it's not like because it was we didn't agree with you doesn't mean that I dislike you. It was just like we can just agree to disagree and move on. You know, like mm-hmm. that's that's the problem. Like everybody's like like button heads on everything. Yeah. It was just like or they probably hold a grudge from like this bill you voted against me, so now this other bill I'm going to vote against you just because you did that to it me. It might not mm-hmm. make that much sense, but I just don't want you to win. I guess. So it's, there's a lot of things like that. And I can tell Eric can attest to it. I always tell him when we're trying to discuss business ideas, I always tell him, poke holes in this, fight. like, does this make sense? And then Eric would be like, no. Like He'll be like, you're full of shit. This don't make sense at all. And then I'll be like, well, this is why I think it does make sense. And we'll just sit there and talk. And then at the end of the day, we're like, oh, yeah, let's try it out. Or we'll be like, yeah, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. But that's the thing. If you never – people have, like, are that scared to have that point. discussion, I think. Yeah. They're, they're scared to not – like, I'm going to say something. People are not going to like it. And they're not going to like it. They're not going to like me. Like, uh, you know, people are – they're living their life on based on other people's approvals of what they think. Yeah. And but like even like I know I've seen like you work out and stuff like that. Sorry, Eric, we just started following each other. But like even like <laughs> he doesn't work uh, out. <laughs> no, I, don't, I don't work out. No, no, I I, I I've lost like uh, over seventy pounds like the last couple of years. A little serious. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I used to be this big now. Like this yeah. <laughs> but even like the. Um, 
like Tuesday night we'll have our meeting and it's like even even it's not even a big thing I always like come home and I'm like analyzing like did I do something right did I do something wrong should I should have said this or just all these things go through my head I, I don't know maybe because people say like well it's because you kind of care what's going on that's why you're you're thinking about it you know and then like I don't usually get fall usually I fall asleep like that usually Tuesday nights it takes a little bit longer but then like the next morning I'll get up and say I'll go for a run or I'll go ride the spin bike for an hour and then all these things are going through your head and then they're like well you might change your mind you know or like maybe so-and-so was right so then I'll give them a call or text them or something like that it's you know it's just you're not sometimes you're just sometimes it's just put on your plate and you respond and then after you think about it for a while like I've come back to some guys I'm like hey thanks for doing what you did and they'll be like, yeah, that's what we're here for, man. We pick up the ball when other guys don't pick up the ball. But they're like, thanks for uh, reaching out and, you know, saying that to me. How important is it for you to, like, say you have that alone time, I guess, when you're doing, like, you go for a run or spin to, like, brainstorm stuff, like creativity ideas or whatever? Uh, for me, it's it's pretty important. Like, it's I the best way to say it for me is that I've always – probably had I've always had a dog like high energy and you got to chuck them you know run them and if you don't you know they're just like they're just like wound up tight <laughs> yeah that's kind of how I'm in the morning if I don't get like if I'm like if I don't have my routine if I don't wake up and go run go ride the bike or lift and like eat what I usually eat in the mornings I feel out of whack I feel like I'm in a bad mood and then also just some things like pop in my head like maybe I'll do this better probably like when you guys say you you guys talk like about business wise like I think about business stuff and then I was like I'm gonna call up this client and propose this to him maybe we need to try this just a lot of things pop in your head when you're by yourself you know just sweating it out and just you also get like uh, clarity exactly you have so much stuff like going on like in your life you're just running like 100 miles an hour and then that time is just like time for you to just kind of put that like <clears throat> on the back burner mm-hmm. and kind of just like focus on the workout and that like helps you just like clear stuff up in your head and then during the workout you'll get like new ideas or whatever and then pull out my notes app just write them down and then exactly go back and continue the workout the thing is it's like you guys probably watch like YouTube or all the reels or whatever like everybody wakes up like all these influencers they get up and they're like here's my morning routine 5am blah 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 and I was like you know what somebody needs to make their afternoon routine like what do you do after <laughs> 3 o'clock uh, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. Like, you never see, like, here's my afternoon time. Like, how do you wind down? What do you do? Because, like, for me, I'm hitting a certain age. I'm, like, 48. And my afternoons, I'm, like, hitting walks. I'm tired, man. Like, I need another go fast. Uh, I just need to go for a walk. But at the end of the day, like, how do you wind down? Like, what are you doing in the evening that makes you doing well the next day? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because I mean, honestly, have you ever seen that? Like, no, like, a, like on the afternoon one? No, well, yeah, like I've, any, I've seen the morning ones, and you know, it's kind of like, like I drink my water, I do this, I write, I journal, I read. You see that, like, when I wake yeah. up at five a.m. and they're like, you never see like, what do I do when I'm winding? Down, how to wind down the day, huh? Yeah, I, I, there's some that I've seen. They haven't done like specific videos on it. But kind of like the morning routine, I mean, people don't like it, but I think it might be kind of complete bullshit. Because if you're sitting there saying like, oh, I need to drink water, I need to do this. What you need to do is put your phone down and do something else, I think. like Because mm-hmm. then you start 
living a reactive life to whatever you're seeing on the social media stuff to like really, like you said, go for a run, just clear your mind, brainstorm the ideas by yourself. But there's there's one thing that I do at, personally in the afternoon, like my stuff, like I like to do like write my stuff down for the day, what I'm gonna do, mm-hmm. tasks, and I'll review them at night. Cause then you'll be like, you'll f- you have a bad day, you feel like you didn't do shit all day, and then you just review like, hey, well I actually did all the stuff I said I was gonna do. So right. I mean, like you said, it kind of brings that little, I guess, little confidence. Like, oh, I guess it wasn't that bad. You know, I got my stuff done. So, but yeah, I think that's actually more a necessary one, though. Yeah, I like don't the end of the day, like, what am I going to do differently tomorrow? Like, I, I don't do it. I'm not going to say that I do it. But, you know, you never see or hear about that kind of stuff that much mm-hmm. compared to, like, my morning routine when you, like, listen to Goggins and those guys, you know, like, I drink lemon water. I do, like, this and that. But... You never hear like I do this before I go to bed. So, so is That'd that one of the guys? Is that one of the guys you listen to when you run Goggins? Uh, is, that, is that why you yeah, get on this track? Burn the ships. Ships. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna carry the boats or whatever. And as your mile like fifteen as you're going through <laughs> yeah. it. Uh. I listen to him. It, it, the parts that I like when he listens, like that I've heard, he's like, you know, I'm a, I procrastinate. What does it say? Like as as fuck or however he says it. He's like, I look at my running shoes for 30 minutes. I'll sit there and I'm like, thank God somebody else is that way too, you know? It's like, I sit there, I'm like, do I want to do this today? Yeah, I literally listened to a video of him this morning. <laughs> and he's always making him while he's running. Yeah. It's like, he's, he's always out there, like, no matter what, like, he's he's going at it. Yeah, some of the, I used, when I go out there, like, I was like, I want to run fast this time, and then I'm out there running, like, in the dark now and the sun's coming up and I stop and I'll take videos and put it on my story. I was like, you know what? I'm not so worried about my time. You just like sometimes stop out in the middle of the country and like take it all in. Just enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's pretty cool watching everything wake up, you know? It's, it's interesting. Going back to the kind of like the, the stuff, how did you get like involved in all these I guess things you have on your resume? Like all the, the associations. Associations and stuff like did you just kind of like, since your dad was always like in real estate also, did you always like kind of want to do more stuff in there or you kind of just kind of just slowly went into it? How, how, how did you come about all that? The, uh, so my dad probably sold real estate since like 89. He officially retired last, about a year ago. He didn't redo his license, so he's done. But he was involved, but I was probably just here typical punk kid I didn't pay attention to what my dad did but like my kids don't know what I do half the time anyways you know <laughs> but uh when I got on the board it was the benefit of being on a smaller board like say we only had 60 realtors between Wiggins Fort Morgan and Brush um we have an AE who takes care of everybody's stuff and her name is Mary Lou and she came to me and she's like I need this position field do you want to do it and I'm like sure but uh, not only did I fill that position, there's meetings, there's a, there's a fall meeting, there's a spring meeting, the time there's a summer meeting, there's a realtor day at the Capitol. I, I, just, I just started going to them. I would go up there, I didn't know anybody. Um, I met a lot of people. Where were they held, here, here in Morning County? No, or? they're all usually held at, so in the fall they're always held at the Broadmoor. Okay. And then in the winter they were in Denver, downtown somewhere usually. Uh, realtor at the Capitol was close to the Capitol, and then we'd go over to the Capitol and have meetings. Like they'd come in and talk to us, and then um, in the summer they're usually like in a mountain resort. 
So it was basically everybody through, from out the state who was in charge of their board, like the president. Um, so for instance, like the president of the board and myself had a vote when there was a new president, or now it's called the chair for the Association of Realtors. Like we had a vote. And then, um, but I just started going by myself. I'd sit in there and just start observing. Um, then we had a lady, her name was Amy Dorsey. She got voted in, she was the car president. And you know, she, she took me under her wing too. She introduced me to a lot of people. She put me on some state committees. And it's all about just, you can say you're something, but unless you like really put yourself out there and get involved and people see you, then, then it really becomes something like your own, if that makes sense. How awkward is that? I think like just going, you don't even know anybody. You're like, I don't even know if I should, if I should be here. Who am I can talk to? It was, it was awkward. You know, it's like probably I would, I've never really been the new kid out of school, but it's probably like being the new kid at school and it's lunchtime and you got to like, where are you going to put your, uh, Set at the cafeteria, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. yeah. So, but the, the thing at the time is I think, so so like 20 years ago, I was like 28 when I started selling real estate. So I was like the young one. And I think the average age of a realtor was probably like, say like 40, I was 28. Mm -hmm. So those did, you, did you receive like pushback just because you were younger? No, actually it was the opposite. Um, when I would sit there, we'd have like the big board meetings and everybody would sit there and People would be like, hey, I'm glad to see you here. It's nice to see some young people involved. And, you know, that, that really helped as well. Exchange a lot of business cards. This was be like before Facebook and all the social media was out there, you know, flip phones still. Mm -hmm. But uh, so it, it was nice. You know, a lot of the, the older guard took me under their wing, which was really nice. And then, like I said, I started going to like Realtor Day at the Capitol. Um, my buddy Corey was at the state level at that time. So I'd sit there and he's like, Hey, is Brian here? And then, so we would chat and, you know, I was like, how do you know that guy? I was like, Oh, we, we went to college and we're in a fraternity together and, and that kind of stuff. So like when it was time for the FPC and I, I never, I didn't even know what those existed. And I, a lot of people wanted to be his, but the lady at the time, Rachel Forrest Day, she's like, call Brian. Cause she know, like that I was his friend and we were buddies, you know? So we had that relation, but yeah, that was, that was probably the biggest thing. Um, it was just always nice. And then as I went up, you just meet more and more people. You travel around the country, you meet more brokers, um, you pick up referrals that way. You send out referrals that way. It's like just all about networking too. You know, when you go there, the one thing I would say too, is that say when I started selling real estate, and, and this is just my opinion, of course, is that. The, the local realtors, I felt like you were kind of like, everybody's like, what's that guy doing? What's the, what's that gal doing? You know, everybody's like suspicious. or not everyone's suspicious, but you're all kind of very competitive against each other almost, you know? And the one thing I went up there is that now all my friends are realtors, basically. Like, we talk to each other. I don't look as in competition. If something goes wrong, I'll call them up and be like, hey, did this happen to you? This happened to me or vice versa. And I'm like, I'm going to try this. Have you tried it? You know, or they'll see something I do and they'll like call me up to like pull that off. That's dumb or this, you know, like, mm -hmm. so that's it, important. That's all important, very constructive. I and yeah. I, I think that's important. Do you think it was just because like you're you guys were like in different markets or is it just like, no, even they, that they have like experience with it. It's like there's plenty of business to go around for everybody. It's kind of there's there's plenty of business to go around. The, what I learned is that the more people I knew in real estate, 
the better off my business was, if that made sense. Because I can't know everything. Like, you guys don't know everything. I'm sure you talk to other people or you watch other things, and you're like, hey, I like that. I'm going to incorporate it in my business. And um, if I was out in Denver, you know, if I went out to the, to the ball game or if we went to dinner, it was always, you know, a handful of brokers now worked in different offices. And we would just sit there and we'd gab and we'd talk about the market or we'd just, just talk like friends. But it was always nice to have that person to pick up the phone and ask them a couple questions. Do you still feel like there's that, like, I guess, that friend, friendship, I guess, in between realtors, like, even, like, in smaller towns, like here? Or is I, it, or I, do people feel, like, a little bit, like, he's taking my clients and stuff like that? I think it's, we, there's a good relationships here in Fort Morgan. I, I don't, I don't ever feel that way, personally, like, somebody's taking mine. I, I don't know anybody who else really feels that way. I feel like everybody, it's a lot better, like, people call each other up, um, you know, if you have something coming on, I can call somebody, be like, hey, what do you got coming on the market or vice versa? Um, say a home pops back up on the market, I can call that broker and be like, hey, what happened? Like, what can you tell me? You know, they can't disclose everything, but I'm like, can you kind of give me a hint? Because I know, like, say you're going to call me, like, why'd that house on Meeker pop up? I'm like, well, let me find out. So I can tell you what I know, or they can, there's only certain things they can disclose, but I feel like everybody works pretty good together, which is nice. It's pretty friendly. Yeah, no, that's great. That's interesting. Going back a little bit to the city council stuff, how much power does like somebody like do you <laughs> actually like have? Because I mean, at the end of the day, it's like it sounds kind of weird, but it's like power. I guess is like that's why you, the people give you the power. I guess to be in there because they vote you in. Yeah, I, but so, do you actually have power in there to an extent, or um, as far as like calling somebody up and be like, hey? fix this pothole or something like that. I can't do that. Kind of how our charter works is we've got the council and the people that we can hire is the city manager. The current one is Brent. So if something's happening, I call Brent and be like, hey, Brent, I got a call from somebody down the street. They're complaining of a pothole on, on Cherokee and Cheyenne Street. So Brent's like, all right, thanks for the heads up. He'll call somebody from the streets department. They'll go check it out. Then usually he'll get back to me pretty quick and be like, hey, Brian, yeah, that is pretty bad. We're going to take care of it. Um, I can't call anybody underneath him and be like, I can't call the streets department head guy and be like, hey, there's a problem over there. You guys need to address it. Everything needs, the channel needs to go through Brent. And then from there, it goes down, if that makes sense. Um, we're not in charge of hiring anybody underneath Brent or firing anybody. The only thing is that we're in charge of the city manager. And so he, he reports to us what's going on and then vice versa. We go back and forth. Um, same with the chief of police. They passed that 2E. I think it's maybe going on four or five years now. That one, that one still... What does that one consist of? What is that one? So what it is, it's that the city manager used to be oversee the chief of police. And then, of course, the chief of police oversees the police department. Well, they took it to election, I believe, the year, or maybe it was when I got voted in four years ago, but they put it to election, so they put the chief of police underneath council. So the chief of police technically has seven bosses, six councilmen and the mayor. And um, we voted it. We The citizens voted it, passed it. Um, 
but there's so many rules we're still trying to like in terms of us being over him it, it's it's tough because we're still learning you know it's kind of like um, I don't know what the best analogy is but one of the reasons I'd like to stay on it is I feel like that needs to be worked out like we have a charter that specifically says how we work with the city manager I would like something to the same thing that says how we work directly to the chief of police, if that makes sense. Do you think something like that should be figured out before it goes up to election, before like the move is made? <laughs> or is it kind of like, I, what came first, the chicken or the egg? Yeah, ideally, that would have been the best part. It's like, we had the baby, now like, what are we going to do? <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so we're like sitting here and we're all trying to figure it out. So who, who I guess, who was in charge, I guess, the chief of police before? Um, the city manager. Okay. So there's certain things, like the city manager is still in charge of like the finance with him. We're not in charge of the finance. We oversee like the budget. They bring us the budgets, of course, and we vote and pass it. But um, yeah, that one's going to be a work in process. There's still some some kinks that need to be worked out, in my opinion, with that. Um, we also oversee the judge. There's a judge, you know, that sits down there at the municipal court, and then also the uh, the fire chief, Trey. I don't know if you guys know Trey, but he's the current chief, Trey Baum. Mm -hmm. yeah. So. And, and that's pretty cool. Like, he just reports to us and tells us what's going on. Um, going down to the fire department, you know, you see the white trucks. White trucks are rural. The red ones are the city of Fort Morgan. That's, like, stuff I, I never even knew. Grew up here my entire life. Had no idea there was two different kinds. But that's... Um, I didn't know. I, I didn't know either. So now you know if you see, like, the white one out there, you're like, that's the rural one. But it still might be the same volunteer for the city, like, driving it, you know. I believe so. Don't quote me on... Well, I'm on live, but... Yeah, you got the red ones in the city, the white ones are rural. Okay. But it, it's all pretty cool, some of that stuff that we learn. That's interesting. What's, uh, so what do you guys, like, I guess do? Is it like you guys kind of go through, like, the new laws or new stuff that's going on? Or I guess what does it consist of? It so, I mean, to someone that, like, me, I mean, I don't know much about it. That's why I'm, that's why I'm asking. Like, the majority what, of, what of our year consists of going over the budget, honestly. So, like, every department has their budget, and they come over, and then we, we kind of just look it all over, and then we vote on it to, you know, like, we'll go on, and then we just did the second reading, we did the final one, so we just okayed the budget for the following year, for, I mean, for the next year coming. Um, one of the things, like, that we also, like, will vote on, if it's, if the price point is over a certain amount, it has to come to us to vote on. The other thing is... Um, for instance, like if, say, the library is getting a new roof, part of the process is they have to put it out to bid. They just can't call up any company and be like, hey, do the job. Okay. We have to put it out to bid to the open. Then they have so much time to put in their bid, and then it comes to us, and then we vote on if we're going to accept that bid or, you know, ask questions about the bid. Okay. How often do you guys meet? Is it like a once a month type thing, or is it like every couple months? Uh, every other Tuesday, the first every Tuesday of the month and the third Tuesday of the month. Okay. We have one. It's called um, that. I would like to do is, and uh, so since I've been there, we're like on our third city manager. So we're, uh, Brent's. I don't think Brent's going anywhere. I think he's going to do a really good job. Brent's also grew up here, in Fort Morgan, and uh, he gets it, which is nice, but. We have what's called like a retreat, council retreat, and we it's us and it's and it's the um, it's Brent, 
the chief of police, the fire chief, and then the directors. And what the directors are, like there's an HR, city director, um, finance, electrical, or like the utilities directors, there's different directors, you know. Um, the one thing is that I would like to do is I would like to be meeting now for the 2024 year. For instance, we went over the 2023 stuff. It was like the last Saturday of February, the first Saturday of March. So we're like almost into the first quarter done. Mm -hmm. And we're discussing what we would like to see done for 2023. Yeah. So when I'm making my business plan mm -hmm. for like next year, and I'm sure you guys do the same, you kind of sit down and you start now. Yeah. Probably like the first of October, like start writing everything down and then start tweaking it. So when you go into 2024, you know, like what your goals are. And then maybe you'll get through the first quarter and you'll be like, none of this is working. I need to redo some stuff or part of this. But yeah. the one thing is that I wish we would be getting ready for our 20, like we passed the budget. We know where our budget's gonna be for 2024. Like, so let's sit down and talk about our goals for 2024. Like one of the things is that the golf course, we added on to it. So there's gonna be a bigger kitchen, a bigger eating area. Um, there's more people golfing. We'd hope to, to capture those people so they stay and they eat instead of uh, leaving town, you know? It's, it's nice, you can sit out there, but okay, so we're gonna open this. How are we gonna run it? How are we gonna keep it open? You know, like, mm -hmm. do we have employees that are cooks? I, I don't know. So who's gonna work out there? And it's an all day job. Like my buddy growing up, his dad was the golf pro and his dad was out there, you know, from like dusk till dawn. He didn't run the kitchen by no means, but I mean, he was out there all day. So yeah. it's little things like that. Like we open these things and they're gonna be great, kind of like the field house. Everybody's like, what's there for our kids to do? And I think on Fridays it closes like at 6 p.m. or something weird. I feel like Friday we should be open till nine or 10. Same with like on Saturday, maybe not, maybe Sunday now, cause there's no school on Mondays in Fort Morgan. Mm -hmm. Just for the kids to do something, you know? Or if like you wanna go there with your family, if it does close at six, Say I get off at five, get home, I change, I grab my kids, I'm rolling in at 5.30 and I'm in there for 30 minutes. Yeah. No, and then I think that's mm -hmm. a big problem. Uh, I always talk about it also that it's like when you're a kid and you have too much time, when you, your kids are older, I mean, you can probably know, but when they have too much time, they're busy, they're usually just, I think it's like they're getting into trouble. So it's like they have the rec center, like why not leave it open? Like, mm -hmm. What are they going to do? Be playing basketball, lifting weights, you know, it's like... I don't think they Nothing can go bad. In, I don't do think anything exercise. bad could go. They're, yeah. know, they're being active. So, yeah, I think it should be open. Especially yeah, they, if the winter's coming up. Like Yeah, especially, I mean, I so, can see, like, the summer where it goes off, but then the the winter, we should definitely be, you know? There's mm -hmm. not much, like, stuff you can do outside anyways. Like, mm -hmm. that's supposed to be. Exactly. It's supposed to be there. I, I know there's, like, age limits. You just can't drop off your six-year-old and be like, go run around and do your thing. Like, you got to go with them. But, you know, like, <laughs> it's not when you're, like, in middle school, like, Meet your buddies down there and play some pickup basketball games. Like, yeah. you know, they can play till 10 o'clock at night. I remember that's what we used to do when we, when we could. Yeah, it's going to keep you out. I think it's going to keep everybody, like, the kids out of trouble because you're tired. You, you want to go home. You want to take a shower and go to sleep. Yeah. So then, like, 6 o'clock rolls around. Like, what do we set the clocks back in about 10 days or so, roughly? Something like that. Uh -huh. Two weeks. I know it's going to be darker soon. Like, what are, what are they going to do at 6 o'clock? 
mm-hmm. on a Friday. Like they can go to the movie. Um, I just noticed because my my um, girlfriend's son is an eighth grader, so like the movie, I think they go roller skating. But I, I remember she's like on a Friday, she's like, I gotta go pick him up. I'm like, why? She's like, because it's closing. And it was like, you know, should be open at six. I'm like, what? I'm like, that doesn't make sense. But anyways, getting back to, that's something I would like to see if I'm reelected. Like I would like to have these meetings now talking about what we're going to do in 2024 versus let's discuss how we're going to work this new add-on at the golf course, which is supposed to be done, say, like in April or May of 2024. We're going to talk about how we're going to keep it open March 1st. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like... You already lost out on a whole bunch of time waiting, having those conversations because I think... Like, we work with a lot of businesses, so the biggest thing, if you're doing something your business for it to work out today, I think you're already pretty much lost. You have to be ahead of the game, right. if you know what I mean. Like, if you're trying to say, if I am if I got this business plan, this product I want to roll out, because you want to roll it out, like, in the future, this thing. But if you're planning everything, if you're trying to run your business, operate your business, your finances, like, oh, yeah, I just need to get by just today. It's like... Well, cool. That's not how business really works. If you want to have a successful business, I think you need to be thinking steps ahead of what's going to happen. So it's like that, like the pre-plan. You need to pre-plan it because we already know in business, you'll pre-plan it and it'll still go go sideways. Like something's going to happen. Like, for instance, be like, there's probably lots of options. Like, are we going to like, could we go up and somebody, a third party come in and be like, hey, can I rent this space? And I will keep these hours and here's my contract with you. And we're going to serve breakfast burritos and we're going to do all of these different things because the kitchen's going to be twice as big. There's a thousand square foot patio going on. They're adding thousand square foot to the eating area. Like, can I have a reception here? Like, what are we trying to capture? Um, Are we going to go hire more part-time people just to sit there? And then some of them will just hand out and then they're, and then they're gone and they just swap hands and some of them, like, are we gonna, who's gonna teach them how to cook a hamburger? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You just don't, I, I, I don't know. It's like, like one maybe, thing, that's one thing passing the plan, but the ones, like, or the, the budget or whatever, the ones you like pass, it's like, what's the plan? Because yeah. the plan's gonna take a long time to actually figure out and execute. Exactly, because we got, it's a, it's a huge commercial kitchen, you know? It's, you just don't go back there like and, in your kitchen and turn on the stove and preheat something. I don't think so. I mean, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But if I walk back there and somebody's like, cook, I'd be pretty intimidated. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when you see that big stuff over there and mm-hmm. all that, I'd be like, how do I turn this thing on without blowing myself up? Or different stuff like that. So there's a lot to it. But it, at the end of the day, the city, that kind of stuff needs to be ran as a business and we need to know what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. You know, we got, we're going to have to break a few eggs going into it, but let's not do that four weeks before the doors open because then June rolls around and we, we're just running around. You don't yeah. have a plan. So it's, exactly. You're all stressed out why it didn't work. It's like it didn't work because we didn't have a plan. We didn't, you know. Yeah. And then your 20, 24 goals get missed because you're barely starting to work on 2024 halfway through 2024 yeah it's like saying i want to work i'm gonna wake up early today and it's already 10 in the morning you're just like well well that that, that went out <laughs> exactly. the window <laughs> exactly it's like well the one thing is it's like the people will say like well that's what council said 
And I'm like, well, yeah, it is kind of what we said, but the, look where we're at. It's like, I would like to, like I said, just have a be planned ahead, like for the next year going into it. And, what, and I imagine like council is not like a full-time position, right? It's not, it's like, it's borderline, but we get a hundred dollars a month. And then we have an option to, to buy into the city's insurance plan. Um, a lot of people think we get free insurance. We do not get free insurance. Um, so it's a hundred dollars a month. The amount of, for me personally, the amount of time I put into it and the reading and, and showing up at some stuff. And, and there are so, I could probably show up at something every day, but I just, I got to run my business, like something to pay my bills, you know? Mm -hmm. So I can't, but the reading I put into it and the talking to other, to citizens and sometimes the other council will discuss something. It, it can feel like a full-time job. And I, I mean, I do feel like sometimes when I'm working on my other business, it's, it's a lot of juggling. Oh, a lot of late nights. Yeah, I can imagine because you could be making way you like you make way more money in your business than you do with that. So this, you sort of like, where do you allocate your time? Like, do you do it more with this or with that? That's why I'm curious. Like, what were the biggest things that drove you to get into it? Because all that time, if you put all that time more into your business, like you could, you probably make more in your business, right? Yeah. Oh, for sure. You know, like. Um, like, the, basically, I'm running my campaign all by myself. I, I shouldn't say that all by myself. If my girlfriend saw this, she'd be like, no. No. <laughs> she's like, Brian, what are you talking about? Yeah, she's like, what? But, uh, like, I, I bounce tons of things off her all the time, and she does help me a lot. But in terms of, like, out there just marketing myself and doing all that, it's, it's what I could be doing for my business as well, you know? I mean, I'm sure they see both of it, and they're like, oh, you're Dallas, that's real estate. So, I mean, I think it does help both ways, just being all over the place. Because when the, my, my science first went out, people were like, oh, man, you got a lot of listings. And I was like, no, those are my campaign signs. And I was like, I wish I had, like, 80 <laughs> new listings in town, man. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, that'd be awesome. Oh, yeah. But uh, So do you think it works It, it works both ways that way? Or, or a little bit of promotion for both, kind of? I think, like, in this one, it you know, it can't hurt, you know, if they see Brian or Dallas running for, for council, but also with my business at the same time. So, but I think and they put two and two together. It's, you know, I, I think it's out there. How important do you think it is for like someone to build their own brand when they're doing it? Because now they see it as like okay, council and uh, real estate, but it's Brian or the other still. So like, how important do you, do you think that is? To like for which part like the the my business side or the like say the a campaign or like like side. A, like a, a brand just in general because like your brand like Brian or the other I guess would be the brand, but it's associated with the other and it's associated with the city council. So how like important do you think it's like for people to build like that brand, like the Brian or the Addis brand, like like their own brand instead of yeah. just being known like for one business or one thing they do, being known for a, a couple things like that. Yeah, and I honestly, it's probably it, it's very important, you know. So I've been lucky to be in this for twenty years. My dad was in it before me, probably ten, twenty five years before I got into it, you know. Um, so the fact that people can just come to me, they, and just stop me and ask me questions 
whether it be about real estate or whether it be about what's going like now they can stop me and say like what's happening at city council like what's this about and um having that knowledge where people can stop you and ask you those things it's 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 nice to know that much stuff but also it's nice to be able to answer people's questions when they have those things you know and sometimes they, they tie into each other like for instance there's going to be so so say this like one thing like the people like to use the word like we need affordable housing but sometimes with affordable housing that means there's a an affordable housing deed attached to that so that means they can go build and this is more like i've only sold one house ever like that with a deed and it was in breckenridge because they got try to keep the housing at a certain price for their employees or the people working there you know and your value can only so if this guy bought it for three hundred thousand ten years ago your value can only go up like say three percent because realistically you probably could have sold it for a couple million mm -hmm. but that deed keeps you there so there's there's so many different things that are attached to the word affordable housing that people sometimes i mean i'm still learning too as far as being on council they're like bring bring in more affordable rentals and a lot of them the ones that approached this had deeds so honestly the people working even like a single teacher made too much money to rent there um one person working at cargo one person working at Leprino, like our biggest employers one person some of them are from the city not all of them but you know wouldn't even so they could go build 300 units and have the people are overqualified to live there so does it make sense to have deeds then so in certain circumstances yes in our particular city of fort morgan i would say no we need something that will fit like you know the perf um i wouldn't say well yeah like the professional people coming in like the teachers people working at it um Leprina, the people working at cargo like they need a place to live you know where they're not restricted like oh you make too much money sorry you can't live here anymore yeah. like we just need something that come in mm -hmm. good market value and people can have a nice place either the rent or buy but basically also what i was going to say is that there's over by gateway off of there we just passed something there's going to be 22 single family homes built over there um across the street they're going to be coming to us and there's going to be 104 put in so it's nice to have like the knowledge of real estate and how it works and then also going over to the public side i guess you could say as being a councilman and knowing and, and learning kind of that stuff yeah, yeah i think it's important what you were saying uh like just a moment ago it's like sometimes like councilman and and like realty like go hand in hand that's kind of like what we talk about like uh sometimes too it's like people don't want to get into politics because they're like oh no that's not gonna affect my it's not gonna affect me or my business in any way it's like i don't understand it let me just put it off to the side and not focus on it but then a lot of times it's like you kind of should get a little bit into the politics you don't know what's going on because a lot of times what's going on in the politics is going to affect someone's business exactly so one of the things is for instance is that um you know we voted to close I didn't vote for it, but it was voted to close Beaver from Maine to state. Right there when the HETV went in, you know? Okay, yeah, yeah. By the okay. library? Yeah, by the library <clears throat> there on the south side. And and I wanted to table it. And one of the things is that 
I know a lot of people that had businesses on that 300 block of Main Street that it was going to affect them going in and out of that alley as far as deliveries and different things like that. And um, ran into the guy who owns the flower peddler, you know, the night before we were supposed to vote on it. Like, for instance, I get my stuff on Friday, usually like about two or three. Um, I try to read it like by Sunday and Monday. I'm like out doing like my homework on it. So like I ran into him on Monday. I'm like, what do you think of this? And passing by because he was going someplace I could tell. He's like, I dislike it. He's like, but I don't have time to be there. And then some other people are like, I don't know enough about it, but it doesn't sound, you know, so I was just like, can we table this? Of course, that didn't pass. And so it passed. I voted red. Everybody else voted green. But I think we reopened it in April because everybody was calling and complaining. So it was so, closed just for like a little bit then? Yeah. So it was basically closed maybe less than a year. But we opened it back up. Because the citizens called back up and are like, this is ridiculous. We need this back open. And so we, you know. And how are those conversations spoke? held after that? Like, people that are like, hey, I think we should open. Like, are they kind of like, do they kind of, because I think a lot of people, sometimes they marry their uh, their stance on something. Like, no, I'm not going to move it because I don't want to be wrong, you know? Yeah. But then how, how's that? Cause it's like, so sometimes like how I told it works. You, I told you it was not a good idea. <laughs> Thank it goes like, you know, there's seven of us. And, of course, we all have different opinions all the time or different things. But, for instance, like somebody calls me. They're like, hey, Brian, we got to open the street back up. This was a, you know, we know you, were, you weren't necessarily against it, but you tried to, you know, learn more about it. So they knew kind of like my voting record on it, say. And so they came to me and they're like, we need to open it back up. And I'm like, I would love to. I go, but would you do me a favor? Call the other councilman. Call, call the mayor, call other people on council who make the decision. Because I feel the same way as you guys do, but I need the votes. You know what I mean? When it mm-hmm. comes to it, you, you need the votes yeah, to pass and to open mm-hmm. it back up. And I say, I can call the other ones and be like, I'm not going to give people's names, but I can call and say, hey, I'm getting phone calls. People want to open it back up. But it goes further if that person actually calls up and says calls eric mm-hmm. you know and eric voted to close it and then the three the people that called me called you so does that mean like other people other like councilmen were doing like their homework and their research with, uh, yeah. with the actual like citizens yeah so then they'll call and so I, I think we all do our fair share but it's nice so the one thing about it is that so i'm ward one which is basically say riverview to railroad and then kind of like a, along the tracks, literally the railroad tracks, go over West Street and you have to bring the joy, like kind of where I used to live and where I live now. Yeah. That's all my ward. There's two of us and there's three wards. But I get calls from all over town. Like every you know, Fort Morgan's not big enough where they're just going to be like, I'm calling my councilman. Like mm-hmm. you get all of them. And I tell people too, I'm like, call all the councilmen. Talk to everybody. Mm-hmm. You know? So the more people hear about it, good or bad, it helps us make a more informative decision. I have a question on the, when they do like, you know, the ballots are out there and they start voting it and everything. Why are sometimes, they, are they like so confusing, like the wording on some of the ballots? Like they're trying to pass a certain thing and it's so hard to like understand them. Why do you think they're made like that? Do you know what I mean? When they're oh, trying like to pass, like, a new law or something, oh. and then it's just, like, a whole paragraph. It's like, oh, in reality, you're 
you're trying to say you're going to pass, say, marijuana in this place, you know. Yeah, why, why can't, can't you just say this is to pass marijuana? Like, why is yeah, there so why, much verbiage in it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like our agenda, our, well, what we pass are called resolutions. I, I think ours are pretty upfront. The only ones, like, if you walked into it, like, when I first started, the ones that you had to really read a couple times, not that they were confusing, but just to understand it, was, say, when we changed um, the electrical charge for the city. Or there was, an, and the reason we had to change it is because it, the city gets owns all of our utilities, but we buy it from other places. So then sometimes the price goes up. So then therefore we got to turn around and raise it on our end. Do you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. not because we're raising it to make a profit. It's just that's what we're getting charged. So now we got to pass on the charge. Um, so that stuff kind of got a little confusing at the beginning, and I used to call the the past mayor and ask him a lot of questions on that because he. He worked in all those departments, and then he also was basically on council, you know, close to a decade between two terms as council and two terms as mayor. So I called him, but that can be confusing. Some of our readings can be confusing, like, you know, when somebody wants to get a liquor license, those things are long. There's a lot of paperwork that you got to do. The majority of it's with the state. The cities were pretty good with it. You just got to make sure you dot all your I's and cross your T's. I have a question now. Now that you just reminded me, when you said something about that, there's a lot of businesses like because I know there's some businesses that pay like the city tax, and then some that don't because they're like technically they say they're not in the city, but they are. So like, how does that work, or how do they define who's actually like in the city limits and stuff like that? As far as like sales tax, yeah, like sales tax and stuff like that. Um, so don't I'm not a hundred percent on this, but I believe if you're basically in the city limits and you have a business and there's a sales tax, then then that's how the city collects it. They'll collect sales tax from you. So I'm guessing there's like the state tax and then there's of course the city tax. Basically how we, how the city keeps their doors open and pays for everything is sales tax. Do you think as the, like the town grows and stuff that like city limits should stuff should kind of like grow with it? Because oh, it starts growing, like, say the city limit is just, like, right here. But then the whole town's growing. It's, like, out here. So like that these businesses, people, like, on the outskirts of yeah, it to kind of... So definitely we are growing with it, I would I would say. Like, you know, south of the middle school, the new middle school. Mm-hmm. That all used to be county. Now it's all in the city limits. Basically, city limits is almost all the way up to um, the DLD road queue. Mm-hmm. up in okay. some of those areas. I'm not for sure, like, say, Sherman Street, South Sherman over there in that corner. I don't know if that's been incorporated into the city. But over by me, on West Street and then Nelson Road, Nelson Road basically is going all the way to DLD, is kind of in the city going to the east. Okay. So we are growing in that. Like, in terms of, like, those new homes coming in, they're all going to be in city limits. What about towards like the, I guess, the east side of like Morgan, towards like the Barlow and that area? So there's that's, like, that's, that's where there's a, like a lot of new development. development yeah, so visit like that center point area, like going out towards Laprino. Yeah. Laprino is in city limits. It is? or is Yeah, it, it, oh, is. it is. Okay. So that is like the DFA, that's, that's our industrial park. So if you drive out there, I think there's one of those new red, white, and blue things that kind of goes... Like a rooster tail. I don't know what they're supposed to be. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. There's like one on Main Street. But that's all. That's called the City of Fort Morgan Industrial Park. And then coming this way towards the west, 
it's it becomes a little bit more retail. So like the field houses in Center Point, that's in the city, of course. There's that building you see going up, and that's going to be a grocery store. A lot of people think it's going to yeah. be the Ford dealership, but that's a grocery store. The uh, that tire shop, Peerless, is that what it's called out there? Les Schwab, right? Les Schwab, okay, okay, yeah. The new one? The, the yeah, one? the new yeah. one. That's in city limits. Okay. So all um, that's going to be city limits then? Yeah. Even like, that's... say, the I believe FedEx distribution is city limits. Okay. And uh, coming this way, a lot of it's still, it's in and out of city limits out there. Um, the city's going to purchase the old REA building. And I believe we close on that about okay, 30 yeah. or 40 days. Okay. So that will be in city limits. Okay. Cool. And then we'll switch over our city utilities because I think it's XL, REA, and that kind of stuff. So then we'll put our utilities in it. Mm. And so that will be the streets department, the sanitation department, and like the maintenance, like everything kind of behind the fire department, if that makes sense, those yeah, older yeah. buildings. Mm -hmm. They put a lot of stuff in those little buildings, old buildings. And so that will all go away, basically knock down. And... Um, we're going to leave parking, of course, for the volunteer fire department. So when they come in, they can park right there. It'll always be safe for them. The rest will be for Main Street parking. Okay, that'd be cool. So they'll help alleviate some of that. That's awesome. But yeah, a lot of that stuff is already okay. going in city limits. A lot of Barlow, Barlow is in city limits. MCC is in city limits. Um, it's, it's really kind of just cut up what's in and out of city limits. Hmm. Okay, well, that's interesting. So, so why should people kind of reelect you for, for councilman? Um, I think I, I come to the table with a lot of good new ideas. And I'll probably live in Fort Morgan, honestly, probably for the rest of my life. And the way I, I try to look at a lot of things is more is like is the long run instead of the short run. Like, how is this going to affect the next generation of Fort Morgan? And I think we need to do more of let's plan ahead instead of always sometimes I feel like we just react, if that makes sense. They're like, oh, this happened, so this is what we're going to do. Like, we're going to run into a situation. Um, 100 single-family homes are going to be south of the Morgan Middle School one day. Across the street, there's going to be more. Like, how are we going to make West Street better? How are we going to make Nelson Road better? Um, we're going to have to work with the railroad, if that's possible. So like widen that, there's going to be a lot of traffic going up and down there. Um, when I sat in on the forum, the school board was in front of us and I heard one of them say, eventually we're going to have to, as far as what we're growing, we're going to need one more elementary and we're going to need to do something with a new high school. And I think their plans are to put it across the street from Acoma just to the north of the new middle school would be the new high school. So can you can imagine that's going to be a lot of traffic over there. Like yeah. we're going to have to yeah be crazy. I mean, yeah. yeah, and you know how narrow you used to live on Cheyenne Street, yeah, like you said. Like it's, it's narrow. Uh -huh. You know, at, I my thing is is like I think it was a it was a country road at one time because when I lived over there, all those other homes on the other side of Acoma was a cornfield. You know, there's like yeah. dirt hills. We used to go ride our bikes in there and like catch frogs. And now there's homes out there and. You know, that's busy. Mm -hmm. There was never a sidewalk going out there. Um, so I, I think we just need to really plan well for our future because we're there's a lot coming this direction out of the front range. 
just because of our affordability and I think our location. I mean, if you drive up and down I-76, it's busy. Like I took my mom to the airport the other day at 5 a.m. and you look in your river mirror and you just see lights the whole way there. It's packed. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it used to be like the only car out there. Now you look down 76 from Fort Morgan all the way to the time you get off on 470, there's just headlights behind you. And then same way coming back. So, but that's, that's, that's what I like to think that I bring to the table. It's just, you know, I care about the city. I care about where we go and the direction and, and the people in it. So, no, well, wish, wish you nothing but the best in your election. Hopefully people actually get out there and, you know, vote. Because there's a lot of people that sometimes are like, oh, my vote doesn't matter. I won't do anything. But I think it does. There's yeah. The one thing about this, my vote this November, basically, the, the, the ballots came in the mail, I think, on Friday, this past Friday. Voting's next Tuesday is the last day. It's just me, some school board, the mayor, and the other council. I think there's like HHII, a couple other bills on there. But then say like, if I was to be on the next one or somebody else is on the next one, you got the president. You probably got some different congressmen, senators. Like, it's a busy one. And yeah. I think sometimes people like on these smaller ones, they just kind of just check out. Yeah. So when's the final vote for this one, you said? Uh, next, the first Tuesday of November. So like a week from tomorrow. Okay. Yeah, I believe is that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. This month's flying by. <clears throat> Are we from? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, if people sure. want to know more, like about you, where can they find you? Um, my number three eight zero six one zero one. I just Google my name. I always tell people like, if you don't find me, I'm doing something wrong. Something's wrong <laughs> <laughs> because I need to be found. You know, not yeah. for council necessarily, but for real estate. Mm-hmm. So when people are like, I can't find you, I'm like, if you can't find me. I need to do better. Yeah. But yeah. So hopefully when you type in Barney Nerdialis, it just pops up pretty quickly. No. Sweet. Should. No, that's good. Uh, appreciate you. you yeah. Know, thanks thanks guys, busy day. for having appreciate me down it. here. Yeah. Yeah. So guys, with that, remember to subscribe to the channel and remember that an act of rebellion is the question. Appreciate it.